Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. All right, welcome to another episode of Heart Empowered Women podcast. My name is Clarice Connolly and I am your hostess. I'm so excited. Thank you for tuning in. This is actually, I believe, my 50th episode. And here at Heart Empowered Women podcast, we have amazing women that are out there in the world that have either faced adversity, have overcome some sort of situation or really just tapped in with themselves and found themselves wanting to do something different with their life. And we've had such an array of women who really have turned it around and live, have begun living from their heart and living this empowered life. And today is no different. I'm so excited. I, I decided I was going to post and reach out to my communities and ask people about the entrepreneurial quote unquote struggle. And a lot of the times there's this conversation about can you work uh, as like an entrepreneur doing what you love and actually make money? Or is there kind of like you have to be a corporate person with a side hustle and that's just how it is? Or you have to hate your job and then you, you know, whatever it may be. So I, I put the feelers out there and I think that this is a really important conversation to have. And today's guest we're going to have on, Leslie has been an entrepreneur for 10 years. And the real journey began with her when she was a child. So in 2010, Leslie decided to quit her full-time job and immediately left for Costa Rica to study to be a yoga instructor in the jungle. After she returned from this life-altering experience, Leslie was looking for a meaningful way to show her gratitude to family and friends for supporting her through some big life changes. She decided to explore candle making, and let's just say the gifts were very well received. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women podcast, Leslie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. I am so excited because I, you like have it all, right? You both represent the entrepreneur who sells a service, right? Yoga instructor, every beautiful woman and man out there that has found the gift of yoga is like, yes, I want to be an instructor. And every studio I'm sure sells the instructor teaching package. And you also find this really fun little craft of making candles, which I've done before and I love it. And now you're owning both, right? Like you created businesses in both worlds. Yes. Yes, I have. And I'm not necessarily teaching yoga so much now anymore, but it was definitely the catalyst to this candle business that I've uh, owned now since 2012. And I took it on full time um, from transitioning from yoga instructing um, about three and a half years ago. So it was definitely um, my journey as a yoga teacher and student still has been a huge reason and of how I landed in this, this industry of candle making. And what had you transition from um, yoga instructor to candle making? From so, service industry to selling a product? It's a totally different world. It really is mm-hmm. um, from service to product. Um, so, you know, if you're familiar with, with yoga at all, and if there's any yoga instructors out there listening, like you are, you are your brand, you are the face. And um this is actually when I was living in Atlanta, I was teaching very heavily. I was full time and I was doing it. I was making good money. I was teaching retreats and workshops and doing lots of private. So I made that happen. And I, I quickly got pretty burned out. Um, and I know the reasons why I got burned out now. So that's something that I can maybe talk about later. But, um, but you know, as a yoga instructor, there's so many out there and you're kind of searching like what makes you different from all the other yoga instructors and like finding like that thing that, that people are drawn to. And so I was, I had a very strong practice of setting intentions in the morning, affirmations, using that to heal and grow and empower myself. And 
I started to ask my students when sitting down at the mat, how do you want to feel today? Like, how do you want to feel this hour while you were on the mat? And I want you to put an I am statement in front of that and keep it with you for this next hour during practice. And I would weave whatever their intention was and keep reminding them throughout their practice to bring it back in. And, you know, when they're challenged in like a warrior two pose and their muscles are burning or they're in a plank or, you know, it's like bringing back that intention or that I am statement and then taking it off the mat with you towards the end of class. So I would give them that reminder again and also encourage them to take it off the mat with them. So I soon became this instructor, like the, the, the I am instructor pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was the catalyst of, you know, the I am statement on the candles, um, which, you know, it's more than just a candle. It's a, it's a tool to self empower. Um, and then, you know, after a, a pretty long journey of teaching yoga and moving to Portland in 2016, I decided to take it on full time and just, just roll with it. And it's been amazing ever since. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing it. I like, I, there's so much juice in that. I'm like, oh my gosh, where do I, where do I go first? Um, I, I love that. Like, how would you, how would you differentiate like the, in your experience, like the differences between service, selling a service and selling a product? Mm, Okay. So initially that's a great question. Um, So initially, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's like you are the brand, you are the face and people are coming to your class because they trust you and they like you and they feel that there is something of value. And this is a really key piece, I think, in any business, like whether you're standing behind a product or, or, um, something tangible or whether you're the face of your business, like you're, you're a teacher or a coach or something like that. I actually believe that that no like and trust factor is a hundred percent key to success in building mm. your following, um, mm. and your customer base. And, um, you know, some, something that I understand about myself after all these years is one of my strengths is being able to connect with people. Um, mm-hmm. and to top that off, being able to connect with people who are in a vulnerable space. So when people are on the yoga mat, it's vulnerable. And before I was a yoga instructor, I was actually, um, oddly doing Brazilian waxing and, um, you know, come to find wax is apparently my medium. So, which is like this oh, very odd full circle. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's kind of wild. And I have a lot of like cool stories about like seeing intuitives and psychics and then like kind of telling me that, but me not really understanding or picking up the message. So that's like a whole other story. But, um, but yeah, the difference, you know, um, is, you know, you you could be the face. It's like you are showing up and you are there and you're holding space for so many people on a daily and weekly basis. And then transitioning to the product, you know, after getting kind of burned out from teaching yoga, I was, I kind of went into this space of like, okay, I'm going to stand behind my candle brand and I'm just going to let the candles do the work. And, you know, come to find after like, you know, a year of doing that, I was like, I got to come out from behind the curtain and like, I need to show my face. I need to get my customers again to know, like, and trust me because if they know, like, and trust me as a person, they will trust my product, you know? And then, and then there's those people too that just trust the product and they don't necessarily care about the person behind it. But I really think like, like, as you know, and like a, a lot of people are starting to understand is like, we connect with the people and the story and the message behind that tangible item. And, you know, why are we buying this? Like the intention behind why we are giving someone money for this product. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love that piece. And so for those who are listening, um, I chose Leslie because listen to this. So her candles are poured hand poured in small batches using a creamy hundred percent certified kosher soy wax. It doesn't contain any herbicides, no pesticides, or gen- gen- genetically modified materials. <laughs> it's natural cotton wick, essential oils, high-quality fragrance blends. It's, it's full safe, full faith, free <laughs> dye, free dye, free of dyes, free of blood. I mean, it's all, it's amazing. So yeah. I, I think that it, as an avid candle lover, 
it's so amazing to hear this because you often go and you've no idea whether you're going to spend $20 on a candle that's going to smell super fake and like god awful when you burn it. And then you're so like annoyed with it, but you're also like burning all these healthy things that are, it's eco, it's an eco-friendly burn. It's clean. It has a long burn to it. Um, and I think the part that sets me, sets this apart for me is the, how much intention you put into this candle. You're not just like burning this candle that's been mass produced by people in the middle of the United States or in another country somewhere who they're probably begrudgingly doing it. Right. And then you're setting the tone for your space by burning that off and putting it in your face. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, incredible. And I love like, yeah, like when you talk about brand, it's like you put so much intention into it, like in every piece that you do. And then people get to burn that intention. Absolutely. And I try to make it, you know, if you, if you were to um, check out the candles, like the I am statements on each one are really like, in my opinion, a universal need for all of us. So it's things such as like, you know, I am grateful. I am love. I am worthy. I am optimistic. I am connected. It's things that we, I think all yearn for Mm -hmm. more of. Um, And, you know, coming up with those, I am statements for each scent. Like I sat with each one for a very long time and while, while it was burning and just kind of felt what came to me, um, through the aroma. And, you know, with that, um, intuitive connection to the spirit of the candle came the I am statement. And, you know, I, I think again, like it's something like we all yearn have more of to, to embody more of and also to receive more of from other people as well. And I love that. Is that the same the experience of like, um, oh, the water molecule, water molecule study where they like put love on the outside of a glass and essentially like fuse the water with love, and you can kind of see the difference between. It's kind of the same thing, right? Like yes, infusing. Yes. So it's like, how can you also, you know, say that you love your water and drink that water and then also be burning the things that you're smelling in your nostrils, right? And then surrounding yourself with, I love it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's really, it's really fun. And it kind of sets us apart from other candle companies in this sense of like, okay, like the message is on the cap and when you burn it, it's like, that is the intention. And whether you notice the I am statement or not, like let's say you just buy the candle because you love the scent, it's there anyways. So the spirit of it, and I put that spirit in it as well. So it's, it's going to be put out there regardless, or at least I'd like to think. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I love that. And I imagine there's like a little message on the back as well too. Yeah. Yes. 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 So what would you say that you're finding is like the major differences besides the like I am that kind of sets you apart in this like big candle, um, big candle kind of way? Um, hmm. Well, a couple of things. Um, so I'll talk about the scents for a minute. Um, the scents are really special. And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm totally biased, but, um, you know, I've been doing this for eight years and I get a lot of response from, from customers on how they've never smelled anything like this before. And it evokes a feeling or a sensation or something um, nostalgic. And um, I have done a lot of research on, um, on fragrance oils and essential oils to find the highest quality and also the most unique. And um, I love blending and just experiencing, like experimenting rather um, with just really obscure scents, you know? Um, So for example, we have a cucumber wasabi cilantro, um, which is out of this world. I think you've smelled it before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And it's got like hints of lime and lemon and it's like very refreshing. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's, I am brave. It's the affirmation. And it really, mm-hmm. oh, it just, it makes me so happy. I love that candle so much. And people smell it and their eyes widen and they're like, wow, yes. I don't even like cucumber. It's and like it's a midsummer day. Yes. It's so, so good. Uh, so people, so people have definitely like this response of like, like our scents are not basic. Um, right. And you may have never smelled anything like it before. So um, that's something that sets us apart. 
Absolutely. And I will vouch for that because I, I remember I was speaking in front of 45, 50 people and it was kind of like, I don't mind speaking. And then I got nervous and I was like, whoa, this is weird. And your candle was right there. You have that candle picture. in your face. I love oh, it. Oh my God. You. Nose deep. I was nose deep. And it's, it literally was the most grounding and it was an entirely different experience to like, oh yeah, get back into your body. Right. And I think that that's the thing. A lot of people, I want to kind of build that awareness or kind of speak that because a lot of the times when we're in our head and we like drift out in a nowheresville or we're like wandering down the rabbit hole, um, getting back into our body helps us get out of our head. And for me, candles and having candles or incense lit always like reminds me, or it's kind of my path back to the, out of the rabbit hole to being like, Oh oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That smell. Oh yeah. I'm here in this room. Got it. Here I am. Got it. Um, so if you haven't given your gift yourself, that gift or that opportunity, um, I highly recommend working with candles or we're at work while you're working, have candles burning or, you know, wherever you want. Right. Um, so how do people find you? Because I, I know that that's another conversation, but how is there a website if people were trying to, you know, jump in on this really exciting affirming candle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, um, it's on, uh, yo soy candle.com is where you can find all of our products online. There is also a list on the website under where to find us, where there is a list of several shops that we sell at across the U S um, several in Portland and just Oregon in general and in Washington. Um, and then we're also on Instagram at Yo Soy Candle. And um, I don't know, we do some events too, some um, markets in the fall and winter. And I recently started teaching uh, self-discovery through candle making and yoga workshops. So that's been a fun new journey of mine as well. Amazing. And um, how have you... Wait, so I also want to be intentional. My intention isn't to like, Hey, come on and buy some candles. It's kind of like, how do you hear yourself in this? You know, are you identifying with Leslie where you're kind of like, Hey, I make really great scarves and I love making scarves. And you're kind of sitting on the fence of like, can I be a professional scarf maker? Or, you know, what does it look like to build um, your craft as your passion and make your passion also your work? And, you know, supporting Leslie is also supporting yourself. So there's kind of this like duality here, but I want you to kind of listen of like, okay, like how has her journey or where are you at in the journey in parallel to what Leslie's speaking? And that is the thing that I think that is so empowering to hear someone um, who's had three different businesses as an entrepreneur and who has stepped away from a couple of them, right? Two. And now I love hearing this kind of like, you're coming back to bringing the, yo- the yoga and incorporating it with your candle making. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for all of the, the makers out there or hobbyists and who are wanting to quit your full-time gig or just kind of recognize that there is something bigger and better out there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I encourage you to step out from behind your product and Mm -hmm. start connecting with your community. And Clarice, like you, you and I met at the power Mm -hmm. events and Mm -hmm. that community has been so incredible. I can't even like, and you know this too, like a lot of your podcast guests are from that community and, Mm -hmm. you know, just showing your face and having a conversation with the the people around you who are doing the same thing as you or Mm -hmm. who want the same thing as you. I highly encourage that. Um, and you know, it's like, you can take these logistical steps of like, okay, I have a product. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get a domain and I'm going to, you know, sign up for Etsy and make an Etsy shop. Um, you know, there are all those things that matter as well. But I can tell you that, you know, if you have a product where there's like hundreds of thousands of, you know, like, a, like candles, for example, there are so many candles. So many. And it could be really discouraging to, to go down that rabbit hole and say like, why am I so special? You know, like mm-hmm. what makes my product better than any of these or what, what will make 
people come buy my products and say, you know, and not that it, like, like trying to take the competition out of it, but it's just like, I am in a pool of like thousands of candle makers. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think what sets me apart and what will set you apart is a connecting with your community and getting your face out there and talking to people. So when someone's like, Hey, I need a gift or, Hey, I need some candles or, Hey, there's this like event and I need some, something that people can take home. They're like, Oh, I know someone, you know, and I really, I really liked that person. And Mm -hmm. I want to give them my business and support because I trust them and I'm cheering them on. So get yourself out there and make your Etsy shop and get a domain, you know, all these like logistical things, but also talk about what you do with just pride, you know, just you're proud of yourself. You're proud of what you do and speak that with confidence and passion and people really pick up on that, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that so much. If you were to kind of make this make-believe recipe, right? Because I I really stand by nothing's like this recipe, one size fits all. Like how, what has been your process on kind of putting this out there? Did you start with the website first? Did you start with the community first? Like what has been your sort of like step-by-step process and all? You know, um, I... I will first start off by saying everything I've done in all of the businesses I've started have been extremely untraditional. And I'm kind of like a take the, take the loan, like left road type of person. Like mm-hmm. I'm very anti-status quo. And oh. I can tell you that I, it's, it's a daily struggle because, you know, we hear like, Oh, you should be doing this and you should mm-hmm. be doing that. And when something doesn't feel good to me, I get a little confused. Cause I'm like, Oh, I should have like a, a thriving, like very active Instagram page, but I'm constantly like, ugh. I don't feel like posting today, you know? So I started listening to that and just saying no and really checking in on, on what I, what I do want to do. And so, you know, I'll, I'll speak for the candles, um, as far as, um, how this business was, was created. Um, so when I quit my Brazilian waxing job, I went to Costa Rica for a month and I invited all of my clients back to my two bedroom apartment in Atlanta to come see me because I was starting my own little waxing business in my apartment. And to my surprise, when I come back from Costa Rica, just total life changing experience, 85% of those clients showed up for me. Mm. And I was so incredibly grateful. And it was around Christmas time. It was like, like slightly after Thanksgiving when I came back. And I wanted to gift like a hundred people something to just, just from my heart to show them how, how meaningful it was that they showed up for me. And, um, I didn't know how to do that without breaking the bank. So I just randomly was like, I'm going to make some candles. <laughs> and, uh, I gifted, I gifted like a little four ounce tin to everyone, a hundred of them. And people started coming back and being like, Hey, where can I get another one of these? Like, Oh my God, that candle was amazing. Like, are you going to sell more of them? And I was like, Oh no, 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 That was just a one-time thing. So, you know, fast forward a year later, and I won't go into this. It's a very long story, but I can just tell you that I was, I was being called to do this. And it wasn't this thing where it was like, okay, I'm going to come up with a name and I'm going to come up with a domain and I'm going to start a shop. Like it was a bunch of like resistance. It was like, well, I can think of a name, but I'm not a graphic designer. Like I was like on my Microsoft word, like right. <laughs> yo soy, yo soy, yo soy and all these different fonts. And it was always yo soy. I never sat down and thought of a name. It just came out of my fingertips on this Microsoft word doc. And I remember um, and I just got back from Costa Rica, you know, so there was like a lot of Spanish and like, a, you know, there was a lot of intention in my setting as well. And that's when I started really getting into affirmations too. So um, I I said no a bunch. I was like, ugh, I got to come up with a logo. And it was all this resistance again. It was like the, the logistical things that were really hard and challenging and roadblocks. And I was like, you know, I don't have to do this. Like, I just don't have to do this. It's fine. And then down the road and in about the year 2011, I started meeting these people that were practically throwing me like I I dated a tattoo artist for a while. And he was like, well, let me make you a logo. 
And I was like, uh, really? And then I met my former business partner who spoke fluent Spanish and, um, she was really into affirmations and she was a public speaker. So all these people came into my life in the year of 2011 that were like, all right, all fingers are pointing in the direction of like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, because I was really involved in the yoga community back in Atlanta, you know, I, be, I, I, you know, again, community, all of the studio owners of the places I worked were like, Leslie, we want your candles. Like just put some on the shelves and we'll see how they do. And I'm like, okay, why not? So that's kind of how, how it all started. It started with community. I had no website. I didn't even take credit cards. You know, it was like all cash yeah. checks. So it happened very, um, very uh, authentically and mm-hmm. um, and un- unforced, you know. Um, and I can tell you too, like another little nugget is like, and I'm sure a lot of you have, have heard this before is don't wait until everything's perfect to start your business. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Do not wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't Mm -hmm. have to have a logo. You don't have to take credit cards. You don't have to have a website. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. connect with your community and they will carry you, you know? I love that. I, I'm so happy that you emphasize that because I was, I was going to go back in and be like, wow, what I hear in this, what you're saying is like, start where you're at. I, I love that, right? Like you were already pretty plugged in the community. So you had your community and you started there, right? So maybe you're listening and maybe you're quitting your social media job. Like if social media is your community, like start there, right? Or maybe you're trying to quit your IT job and you make some really rad fill in the blanks on the weekends, right? Like start there. And I, I love that piece of, um, like tying it together. Like you are your brand, right? Like it's, it sounds over here and this could totally be my, my context, but you know, on the internet, there's, it's so neutral. It's so flat. And like that human connection is the thing that really pulls people to a, have a lasting memory of you be like, you know, be, uh, connected enough to like want to support you and see like your product because wow, you put a lot of time and attention, intention into it. Um, that's yeah. super, super, super great. Thank you. Yeah. And so we have um, multiple places you, we can find you. Yo, Y-O, in case you didn't know. Soy, S-O-Y, in case you didn't know. Candles.com. So awesome. And we can also find you on Yo Soy Candle on Instagram. And then you also have a Yo Soy Candle on Facebook. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. It's okay. The thing that I I really think is really empowering and very, um, that I want to highlight, like, I love this natural progression of like, I assume your first job you found like at a European wax company kind of thing, like just waxing as a job. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I love this notion that I hear a lot of the times like, oh, I wasted so much time in a corporate job or I wasted so much time doing something I don't like instead of like following my passion. And I love that you were like this perfect example of how you took maybe, you know, I I could, I also like really want to go into all these stories, but what I imagine is probably, you know, um, an interesting job, right. For however many years you were there. And you still took the skills of like, A, using the medium of wax and just using it in a different way. And like that service orientation and connecting with humans. And then you, you know, like used it in yoga and then also the yoga into the candle. And I think that that's something that's so beautiful. And I always, um, you know, as a coach, support people in, in hearing. It's like, there's no such thing as wasting time. And like, if you choose to empower it, you can see how every experience, no matter what job you were at or where you worked or whatever, you know, whatever title you carried, you actually gained so much to get you to where you are today. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, a little side story before I was Brazilian waxing, I I went to college, like I have a college degree, um, I actually moved to New York when I was 23. It was 2005. And I, I, I had a mission. And I can tell you when I moved to New York, um, 
I, and this is something like, you know, I'll fully admit now, but I would not admit back then Mm -hmm. I was running away from something Mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to go to New York and I wanted to work in music. And I ended up living with these old college friends, these three obnoxious 23 year old dudes on Canal Street. I like lived on a couch for six months and I ended up getting my dream job. I was a PR Mm -hmm. assistant um, in a music production uh, company. And I was like, I did it. This is amazing. I'm so proud of myself. And then it totally sucked. Like I (laughs) hated every moment of it. I was like, I was, I was someone's like bitch pretty much. Like Mm -hmm. I was getting lunches. Mm -hmm. I was getting coffee, like constantly running around, couldn't get any work done. And I was dealing with celebrities that were really just like, give me this, give me that. And it just wasn't, it wasn't ideal. And I was, I went into like a really deep, dark depression while I was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I, I left after a year and went back home and, um, I felt extremely defeated. And I also had my parents, both of my parents just on my back saying, I told you not to go to New York. That was going to be a big mistake. Yada, yeah. yada, yada, you know, totally. and, you know, come to find like that experience told me that I never wanted to work for anyone else again. And I also recognized in myself that I wanted to be in conversation with people. I wanted to serve others in a empowering way versus just getting coffee and lunch and getting yelled at all the time, you know? So it was this eye opening experience that led me to this self inquiry. And, you know, from that, I went to aesthetic school and I actually wanted to go back to grad school to get um, a, a master's in professional counseling. And mm, I realized, awesome. mm-hmm. and so I became a, a esthetician instead. I became a skin therapist. And let me just tell you that, you know, it's, it's a lot less schooling. It's a lot less expensive. <laughs> like it's, it takes, it, you have to be in aesthetic school for like one, one to two years in, in Georgia. And um, so you know, my point in this is like really paying attention to my strengths mm-hmm. and kind of unfolding this like, okay, so I love talking and connecting with people. What, what can come of that? You know, I don't like being on a computer very much. So I'm going to focus on industries where I can use my hands or be around people and I don't have to deal with technology. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So kind of finding those things about yourself through, you know, whatever your medium is for me, it became yoga and meditation, you know, which is why I went on this journey, which led me to here. And I'm so grateful, you know, and it's just really paying attention to yourself to make sure you're not forcing anything. Mm -hmm. And also to make sure you're not doing something because you're quote unquote supposed to be doing it, or you heard that it could bring success. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just things that we hear that we're like, ugh, that I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm going to do it because someone told me it was good. You know, I love that a lot too. Thanks for bringing that up because I, I think it's important. Um, I, I, I bring this up in this com- in this conversation a lot because I know I'm, I'm originally from the East coast and I feel like I was never surrounded by anyone that was an entrepreneur. So I never really had anybody that got my big visionary, like, um, ideas and everybody was so quick to squash them. Like so quick to be like, why would you want to start your own business? Why would you want to move across country? Why would you? And I'm saying this because if you're listening and you don't know anybody that started a business and you don't have anybody that you know, that's an entrepreneur or likes doing crafts like you do, um, find them a, but I also think like if everybody's telling you you're running away from something like who's okay, maybe you are. And like, maybe you'll find out later down the road that you were, like, it's so cool to hear you kind of just like trust the journey and not make it mean anything that you, you know, were running away, but it was the thing that actually like jump started you really being in, in, curious about what you actually want. Yes. Yes. It's that whole thing. It's like, there's no such thing as a mistake. Mm-hmm. You can have a bad experience, but if you're aware enough, you'll recognize what you you know, what, what you could do differently next time, you know, you discover about yourself, what you do and don't like, or where you, uh, 
you know, the type of people you want to be around and the type of industry you want, you know, career, city, whatever it is, like pay attention and really honor how you feel, you know, rather than just what people are telling you. And like, it's your journey. Like it's not anybody else's journey. It is yours to have. So, you know, if something feels forced, but you're like, I'm going to do it anyways, you'll see in time, (laughs) you know? Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. And I think that it's really, um, important to like emphasize, like, um, you know, listening in is really kind of like, Ooh, did you have a stomach ache when you were trying to think about this logo? Like, did you have, you know, anxiety when you said yes to designing a web page, right? Like it's, it's the subtle cues that your body is giving you, um, is kind of the things to take note of. Like, <laughs> did you immediately get heartburn after deciding whatever it is? Uh, so it really manifests in so many different ways for every different perfect person. It's really just a call forward to kind of listen to like, how does that come up for you? And, um, you know, as you build your entrepreneur or as you um, bu- build your business, like notice how those keep continuing to happen. And, um, and instead of, you know, using substances or avoidance or strategies to get rid of them, those actually get to be your like North star for building your business. Yeah. And it's okay to feel scared. Like it is Mm -hmm. so okay to feel scared and like follow that fear. And, Mm -hmm. you know, those little tiny, it's, you know, it's easy to think all the way to Z and be like, Oh, this feels too hard. And I've, you know, I've, I've coached a lot of people like into, you know, who have this passion to want to be an entrepreneur and they think really, really big and they feel defeated because Mm -hmm. it it looks so hard and far away to, to see the success when you're like just starting off. So I just encourage you to just start at square one, start at a, and just do whatever you can to lead yourself down the path rather than getting discouraged from thinking too big. What has been your, I run into this a lot. What has been your experience with like, um, like having a side hustle while you're bid, building your side hustle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Cause I, I think that there's a lot of notion that like, okay, that's it. I'm quitting. I'm becoming an entrepreneur. And then there's kind of like this, momentum that almost has to pick up before you can actually like afford your lifestyle via whatever it is, product or services. Totally. Um, so here's the other like untraditional thing. Um, I have never been on salary before. (laughs) I've never, I've never really been an employee. Even when I was waxing, I was an independent contractor. So I actually don't know what it feels like to have like this consistent paycheck come in every single week or month. Um, I don't know what it feels like to have the health benefits um, because I've I've never had them. And I started this journey like in my mid twenties. So, um, so what I have to say about that and and something that I actually, it's, it's not a regret, but something that I know now that I wish I would have done earlier is saved a lot of my money from Brazilian waxing. (laughs) And, you know, like I mentioned, I was in my early mid twenties and I was, you know, having a good time and not starting a savings plan at that age. Um, but I highly recommend like, if you do have a full-time job, then start a savings plan for your business. So you feel like you are financially supported when taking this new journey. Um, and hold on to that job until you feel supported and ready to let it go. And I imagine that feels really, really scary to have that consistency, especially if you have a home, a, you know, a mortgage, a family, like other people to support. Um, but also like tap back into like why you want to do this in the first place. Like what, like what can you gain from letting go of this corporate gig or this job that you're not feeling empowered in? You know, it's like, is it, is it a positive compromise for not making as much money? No, because money isn't everything. We know that like our happiness and our freedom come, come first, at least in my world, it does, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Another piece I'm curious about. So for those of those individuals that are out there, maybe sitting on the fence or maybe they just like love and adore you and they're listening. Like how, what is your 
words of advice or wisdom that you could share around like how do you cope with or deal with the like not having a consistent paycheck? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well, okay. Practices. Like pretty logical. Um, so I actually am on payroll right now and I have this, this, uh, long conversation with my accountant and my financial advisor about what you just asked me. Mm -hmm. And you know, she kind of set me up in this position where she was like, okay, regardless of how much money you make in a month or how much money your business makes in a month, you are going to pay yourself the exact same amount every single month. And it's going to be low enough for you. It's going to be low enough for you to like still have money in your business account, but also for you to live a lifestyle that you want. And then at the end of the year, if you made, let's say more money, like September through December, but it was really slow in the summer, then you can pay yourself a bonus when it all, you know, kind of comes to the end of the year. So that to me, that knowledge was like really empowering and just kind of, I hope that's helpful too. And, you know, it's like, no, regardless of, you know, how well my business does, cause like right now, like July and August are the slowest months and, I see the bank account going down, 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 but I still pay myself the same amount in August that I would in December, which is the busiest month. So, um, kind of setting, like, you know, do, do the work of like, what are your expenses? How much money do you need in order to feel free and supported each month and set goals to be able to make that in your business. Um, plus some, I love that. That's so empowering. Like I love the piece of like, a get supported meet a financial advisor or meet a friend that is good with money and or experienced in this conversation. Right. And like pay yourself. Oh my gosh. Listen, please pay yourself. I know if you (laughs) haven't started yet, listen, number one, pay pay yourself. Please pay yourself. Um, and I just love that you can like, this is just so real. Like it's not sophisticated. It's not overcomplicated. It's just like, Hey, uh, what do you need to live and what are your expenses? And like, I think another piece is, um, you know, that I wish somebody would have told me when I started coaching four years ago, Mm -hmm. it's not like you're going to have 12 clients consistently all year round. (laughs) Like, right. You're going to have seasons and the seasons are going to fluctuate. And, you know, sometimes I'm on my fourth year, I can definitely tell like summer is uh, the end of summer is busier for me around Christmas. Not so busy, right? Like, because everybody's broke because they're spending all this money on everybody else. Right. So, and that's my experience. And so I love this notion of like reminding people that will, there will be fluctuations mm-hmm. and not because your first summer is slow that you should give up. Right. Of like, you know, how can you take into consideration that this may be when you do have a slower season? Yeah. And you know, if you're not, and I do understand that, like, you know, I don't think I started paying myself until like year three and Mm -hmm. it was like peanuts, but I also had the yoga gig going on still. That was most of my income. And so again, to reiterate, hold onto your job, Mm -hmm. you know, until you can pay yourself until you start seeing these consistencies and the consistencies will, will show up. And if you're successful, you will continue, your revenue will rise each year. Um, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a tiny bit, you know, so set goals and manifest those goals and hang on to your, your bridge job or, or your actual job, either until you can't take it anymore or until you're ready to support yourself with your own, um, Mm -hmm. journey. And I, I love that because I kind of want to tag, tag onto that is I, I coach a lot of people that every week it's like emergency. I'm going to just quit. I can't handle this another second. And in that moment, like I always hear them forgetting like how come they're doing this in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Like how come they want to create a jewelry business or a macrame business or a candle business? And, um, I want to challenge you, like if you're listening and you want to create something and you love being a creative and you love, um, the thought of this, but you're terrified, right? A lot of the times, if you can think of a big, how come not just like, I want to make money or like, I want to feed my kids or I want to be able to quit this job because I hate my boss, right? Those aren't really the most, not really the most empowering, but if it's bigger, right? Um, what would you say your how come is? Let's use you as an example, actually. Oh, 
Yeah, I love that. I love everything you said because we can get so caught up in money, you know, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. like this alternate life and career and we forget why we're doing this in the first place. And I can tell you from like a very young age, um, I have always wanted to feel really free Mm. and to not feel controlled, even in these little ways of like, don't tell me what to wear. Don't tell me where to be at what time. (laughs) I had a very authoritative father and I was Mm. huge rebellion. So I, you know, from, from a very early age, and I know a lot of us out there are like that. Like I was just like, I want to be able to take a two hour morning routine. I want to sleep until nine. I want to take a day off when I want to take a day off. I want to go have two hour coffee breaks with a good friend because she needs me, you know, like I don't want anybody to tell me no. And that right there was my motivation. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's like, (laughs) I, because, so here's how you tie it in, right? If you're, if you're, how come is like, I don't want people to tell me no. It's like, if you're not getting out into community and building a community and selling your brand and being your brand, then you're going to have to report back to someone that's going to tell you, no, you can't have two weeks off vacation again this year. Thank you. Right. right. <laughs> um, so meet yourself where you're at, right? If you can't think of a big profound, like I want to sell candles to people around the world to make life different. Like you can meet yourself where you're at. I think that's a huge one. Um, and you know, it's just gotta be enough where you like say it and you're like, yeah, that's why <laughs> like, mm, like whole body. Mm. Um, amazing. I, I'm so excited that we get to know you and fall in love with you and your brand. Thanks for, um, really getting to bring, I feel like I, I, maybe it's just the crowds that I'm surrounding myself in, but everybody's out like trying to like sell these really big ticket items. And then you meet someone selling candles and I'm just like, this is incredible. How fun is this? Thank you. And you're doing, it's (laughs) it's not just like selling candles. It's like you're selling affirmations. You're bringing change and joy and, um, intention and, and manifestation. And also like you're doing workshops and you're infusing yoga. I mean, it's such a really, really great thing. And who doesn't love candles? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, hello. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious. Um, what would you say is kind of this, like words to live by or like thoughts to plant or seeds to water? Um, something that someone's told you along your entrepreneurial journey that you would want to kind of share or give back or spread, um, to those who are listening. Hmm. Ah, so many things. Um, hmm. what keeps popping up is actually an analogy that, that a married woman once told me when, when I was young and single and it wasn't business related, but mm-hmm. it kind of applies to business, um, in, in my eyes. And it's, um, nothing is ever a hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. if you can get 85%, you are so good to go, you know? And mm-hmm. I want to just, uh, you know, equate that to just the feeling, you know, because I, I believe that, you know, we need to feel excited about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel that excitement, like don't do it. But also there's some fear and resistance behind that because it's hard. And that fear and resistance, I think is that 15% that we need to be able to distinguish of like, you know, what, what could be holding us back and like these have tos and don't want tos and, you know, things like that. So just recognize that, you know, from one perfectionist to potentially another out there, Mm -hmm. like don't wait for it to be a hundred percent or perfect. Really pay attention to all, all of, all of the things, all of the things that you feel and just sit with them for as long as you need. And if you really, really want this, just go for it. Just do it. Take some action and talk to people, Talk, talk to people, listen, listen to yourself 
write about it, sing about it, dance about it, do all the things, but just keep it in you all the time, mm. regardless of what anybody tells you. Um, that that doesn't um, that that doesn't feel good, you know. I love that. Thanks so much. And I think that that perfectionist piece is so important because there's a perfectionist or at least a little one, but probably likely a large screamy one inside of all of us. And that can be the very voice that you're hearing while listening to this podcast. That's telling you like, there's no way you can do this and acknowledge that and just tap into the fact that you know, sometimes this perfectionist lives in our lizard brain, which is only there to keep us safe and comfortable and small and risk averse, right? And the magic of life and all the juju that's out there and available happens outside of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And the more that we can practice stepping outside of our comfort zone, whether it's wearing an outfit outside that doesn't match that you would never because your perfectionist thinks this is atrocious, <laughs> right? Like practice, practice, practice flexing that muscle. And yeah. soon you realize it's going to be just muscle memory and you can expand, you know, how daring and risky you're going to get. But um, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's really, really important. And I'm so grateful that you were on and able to, let us into your journey, your non-traditional approach to entrepreneurship. I think that that's so empowering to hear. Um, thanks for not following the beaten path and doing it your own way. And, you know, and modeling that for others who are the rule breakers and the, you know, individuals that are just like out to get it done and, and following their hearts. So it's just been remarkable. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. This is so much fun. <laughs> Yay. Um, again, if you want to follow Leslie Abrams, it's YoSoyCandles.com, um, Facebook forward slash YoSoyCandle, and also on Instagram, YoSoyCandle. She is amazing. She's super down to earth. If you want to connect, you have any questions, um, you want to talk sauce, which means sense that sauce came out, um, please <laughs> check her out. Um, and as always, um, I am Clarice and you can find me at Heart Empowered um, Women Empower. I always get this wrong. I'm like, what is my website? <laughs> anyway, you can find me. You'll just find me. Empowered, empoweringwomen.coach. <laughs> Perfectly um, imperfect. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I've done a lot of work on my perfectionist too, so it's totally fine. Thanks so much for listening. And again, like maybe you don't want to sell candles. Maybe, you know, you're looking to create macrames. It's really just listening to her story as an inspiration, an opportunity to be empowered and feel empowered that there are other people out there that are a lot like you. And maybe they're not in your surrounding neighborhood or city or state, um, but hop online and unfollow the people that, you know, are out doing the things you want to do and create your own community. Thanks again for listening.